and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, Takes by Fans is live every day, folks, at noon Eastern. Now, if you want to watch live, go to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans or go to our website, takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, go to our YouTube at Takes by Fans. It's there. We post the videos every day. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps. We are right now on Spotify and on Anchor and waiting for approval on the other major ones. So however you want to watch or listen, we just plugged them all, folks. We are everywhere. And if you just wanted to get in touch with us on social media, A at Takes by Fans. Literally, wherever you want to go, if you think, you know, if you think we're on a platform, it's going to be at Takes by Fans. Um, so yeah, that's if you want to watch, listen. We cater to the fans here. You know, we 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 hear all your requests. Oh, we want to listen. Oh, we want to watch. We got you all covered, folks. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, um, t- our um, our own website, and uh, sp- and, and on podcasting apps as well. So, uh, however you want to watch or listen, that's where we are. We are takes by fans, folks. Alrighty, today is Friday, and uh, that means we make our official picks. We just guessed and reacted to the lines yesterday and uh, we slept on them and we've got some great picks there's a lot of games i know we do six picks every week but folks i mean i'll give you my you know seven eight and nine picks because there's a lot of games that i do like this week i had a little trouble figuring out which ones i liked more than others because there was a lot to choose from in my opinion so we broke down our six best picks How we do it, we got our two categories, our lock section. Those will all hit, so you can bet whatever you want. Bet your house, bet your car, bet your future on these picks. They will hit 100%. And then we have our 99% guarantee section. Maybe bet, you know, $500. You know, not everything you have. Maybe one car in the driveway. Maybe one semester of tuition. uh, Because we do feel very confident there is maybe one thing that could go wrong that could ruin the bets. So we'll get into our picks. Uh, We'll also break down Thursday Night Football, Russell Wilson coming up big no turnovers that's all we wanted from the man when Russell Wilson doesn't turn the ball over the Seahawks win I mean it's not that complicated turnovers they lose no turnovers a win folks that's it it's that simple so we trusted Russell Wilson yesterday with our picks our two picks yesterday were Seahawks minus two and a half they win by seven bingo bingo that's free money for y'all and we also picked Seahawks over 13 and a half points in the first half and it hit 16 bingo bingo once again free money for y'all so folks you gotta listen to me if you want some free money that's what I'm here to do and uh, that's why we started the channel so free money is always good and we're gonna give you some more for this weekend so no worries there um all right so before we break down uh Thursday Night Football and get into our picks let's cover some stories uh, a couple topics a couple stories we got about four so here we go uh the browns have placed miles garrett on the reserve COVID 19 list and he is now out for sunday now is that definitely going to hurt the browns yes i mean miles garrett one of the best defensive ends in the league you know, getting pressure on Carson Wentz is always good because he makes bad decisions when he's pressured. So definitely the Browns are going to take a little bit of a hit defensively, but overall their defense is still good. And Carson Wentz is still throwing interceptions when not pressured. So I yeah, this this is going to be a little bit of a, you know, kick in the stomach for the Browns. But I, I still like the Browns this week. We are still putting the Browns in our picks. Um, I, I The line hasn't moved. It was at three. It's still at three with this news. So yeah, it's going to definitely affect the defense just a little bit, not too much. It's Carson Wentz. I mean, now if they were going against Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones or anybody else, any of the other 31 other quarterbacks, I'd be like, okay, maybe this was going to hurt the game a little bit more, but we're going against Carson Wentz. He's not that good anyway. So Browns, Miles Garrett is out for Sunday. 
Um, all right, what else we got? Giants are on a bye, and they they had three more players test positive for COVID-19. So, obviously not good. We don't want to see anybody get COVID. Um, but, you know, it's during the bye. It's the best time to get COVID if you were going to get COVID. If somebody was like, hey, you're going to get COVID this year. When do you want it? And you can pick. I'd be like, mm, yeah, let me get the bye week. And that's what these three players did. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll be good to go. They get over it um, very quickly. And, you know, they can get back maybe in time for their next game. Maybe it'll be close, but they may be able to play. So three Giants players do have COVID and uh, they are on a bye this week. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll see if they're good to go on two weeks from now. Alrighty, and then the big news that just broke today, 10 o'clock, Saints are going to start Taysom Hill at quarterback instead of Jameis Winston. Now, this shouldn't come as a surprise or as a shock. I mean, we literally just broke down Jameis Winston every single drop back that he did on Wednesday in our film study, and he wasn't looking good, folks. Yes, the dink and dunk is there, but anybody can do the dink and dunk. Anybody can throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Alvin Kamara. I mean, folks, I can do that, and I'm not in the NFL, obviously, I'm doing this show, so so um, it, it's a, it is a little weird. Um, I thought you know Jameis Winston with um, a full week of practice with the ones with the reps with the starting team. I thought you know he would you know be decent and should be starting this week, but you know Sean Payton, I'm gonna say he knows a little bit better than I do, just a little bit, and he decides to go with Taysom Hill. I mean, folks, when we were watching Jameis Winston, he was inaccurate. He it looked like you know he didn't know what the routes were. He was trying to target um, Michael Thomas a lot, which I I definitely like. Go to your number one receiver, absolutely. Um, but he was just not on the same page. Remember, he got down into the red zone at like the ten yard line, and the, he had like six chances to punch it in because of the penalty giving them the extra first down and he just still could not punch in the touchdown in the red zone so um they the saints decide to go with Taysom hill um we still like atlanta i mean they're facing atlanta this week and atlanta's getting four and i still think we like that Taysom hill I don't know, man. Uh, he hasn't thrown a lot. We haven't seen him really play a lot. Last year when Breeze went down, it was Teddy Bridgewater, not Taysom Hill. So we'll see how it goes. I would have liked to see Jameis Winston get another start. I mean, he was a starting quarterback in this league, and he was throwing touchdowns, 30 touchdowns. So I think, you know, if you gave him the benefit of the doubt, gave him an entire week of practice, he would have gotten better. Sean Payton doesn't see it that way, and they're going to go with Taysom Hill. So this is going to be a fun one to see how the how the offense works and um yeah i'm kind of excited to see Taysom hill and i think this is kind of maybe maybe a respect call for Taysom hill he's been here you know longer than Jameis winston has they just kind of gave him another contract kind of promising hey you're gonna be the guy when drew Brees is going so maybe you know Taysom hill maybe demanded this maybe he went to sean payton it was like hey I'm still here. I'm a quarterback. I know you use me as a gadget, but I'm I'm a quarterback. Can I please get a chance here? So it's just real interesting that Sean Payton put Jameis Winston in in the second half of last game and not starting him this game. So that just means Jameis Winston isn't ready to go, maybe doesn't know the playbook. It wouldn't surprise us if Jameis Winston does not know the playbook fully, fully understanding or in grab grasping all the concepts because when we watched them missing throws not looking good overthrows underthrows not accurate not miscommunication with receivers in the red zone so um yeah they're gonna go with Taysom Hill this week 
And then finally, Teddy Bridgewater unlikely to start versus the Lions this week. So we're going to keep this one in the air. I'm not going to pick this game. Lions, Panthers, they're both not good teams. They're both, you know, hot and cold. And um, so Teddy Bridgewater may not be going for the Panthers, and that's definitely going to hurt them. No Teddy Bridgewater, I think no success, especially without Christian McCaffrey. You you don't have any kind of crucial check down for a backup quarterback, not like Taysom Hill, who can just come in as the backup and just dink and dunk to Alvin Kamara. The Lions quarterback is not going to have that, unfortunately. So Teddy Bridgewater, unlikely to start. He's not ruled out, but it's just unlikely. So keep that in mind. If you're looking at this game, if you're betting this game, keep that in mind. Alrighty, that's all the stories today, so let's get into Thursday Night Football, and it was a good one, folks. Arizona, Seattle, winner takes the takes the first place in the NFC West. Absolutely fantastic, and Russell Wilson, my man, steps up huge. We're going to start with him today. Russell Wilson, 23 of 28, only five incompletions, folks. Absolutely fantastic. Only for 197 yards, so a lot of dink and dunk. Wasn't really opening it up down the field, but hey, it worked, and they got the win. Two touchdowns, no picks. That's the big thing. Russell Wilson not turning the ball over. That's all we asked for him yesterday, and he came in, and uh, you know he delivered very, very bigly. So well done to Seattle. They win 28-21 because of Russell Wilson's performance. Um, also, Carlos Hyde back for the Seahawks was a huge, huge um, advantage for them. 14 carries for 79 yards. That's 5.5 yards a carry, folks, and he scored a touchdown. Um, he was just looking real fast, real quick. Um, real explosive like as soon as he would get the ball he'd be instantly two three yards down the field so I mean Carlos Hyde I liked DJ Dallas but watching Carlos Hyde I'm like oh there is definitely a huge difference between Hyde and Dallas the running backs for Seattle so they were just getting great production from the running game, helping the passing game. And uh, let's check these receivers. Tyler Lockett, the leading receiver for the Seahawks, nine receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown. And DK Metcalf, three receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. And DK Metcalf could have had another touchdown, uh, you know, right at the end of the first half. Hit him right in the face mask, dropped it, beautiful ball, uh, just dropped it. But Russell Wilson going to his actual receivers, um, you know, <clears throat> rushing game was on point. Defense held Kyler Murray to only 14 yards rushing. I mean, folks, Russell Wilson had 42 yards rushing. 10 carries for 42 yards rushing for Russell Wilson. And we look at Kyler Murray, he had five carries for only 15 yards. They kind of sw- they kind of swip. They kind of swapped. I mean, we we know Russell Wilson, he doesn't really run out of the pocket too much. He can and he will use it when it's open. He'll take, you know, the three, two, three yards, maybe try to just pick up the first down. But we know Kyler Murray uses his legs as a huge dangerous weapon to try and get, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards. So the fact that Kyler Murray couldn't run and Russell Wilson could, I just think that speaks to the defenses of both these teams. Well done to Seattle for bottling Kyler Murray up. And the Cardinals were just maybe not game planning for Russell Wilson to run the ball. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson didn't gouge him at any time, but still consistent 10 carries for 42 yards, you know, four yards a carry. That's kind of what Russell Wilson does. And Kyler Murray was held under wraps. All right, let's talk about Kyler Murray right now. 29 of 42 for 269 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He almost engineered another game tying or game winning go ahead drive for a touchdown, but just kind of stalled. They got into the 30 yard line. And then after that, the Seahawks defense, which bends and doesn't break. I mean, it's been breaking the last two weeks, the Seahawks defense. So it finally bent and just kind of held there. Did not let Kyler Murray or uh, the Cardinals score a touchdown to tie it up at the end of the game. So very well done. 
Um, all right, the running game for the Cardinals was not as effective as it was in Se- or, uh, yeah, with uh, Seattle. We had Kenyon Drake leading rusher for the Cardinals, 11 carries for only 29 yards. And he did score a touchdown, but 29 yards, he wasn't that effective. Um, Larry Fitzgerald leading receiver. Eight receptions for 62 yards. Very well done. DeAndre Hopkins, only five receptions for 51 yards. So, you know, the Seahawks defense keeping DeAndre Hopkins in check. And when he can't go off, the Cardinals struggle to score. We see it time and time again. Kyler Murray loves getting DeAndre Hopkins the ball. And obviously, why wouldn't you? He's your number one receiver. Yes, go to it. But you have to find other ways to win. Have to find other players to get the ball to. And they just really couldn't do that all game. Christian Kirk, third leading receiver for the Cardinals, four receptions, 50 yards. Um, so just overall a very good game, kind of a tight competitive game. Seahawks or Cardinals were trying to come back. They always kept it very close. But at the end, it's Seattle at home, P. Carroll, Russell Wilson. They do what they do, folks. Um, all right, let's check out these highlights real quick. Um, we'll just quickly go through them. There are two throws that Kyler Murray made that made me go, wow, this kid is special. So if they're not in the highlights, we'll go, we'll go find them. I know where they are. So if they don't show them in the highlights, we'll find them. And if, uh, if they do, we'll talk through it. So here we go. Um, Seahawks on their first drive inside the 25 of of Arizona, Russell Wilson all the time steps up in the pocket and delivers a great ball to DK Metcalf for the touchdown. DK Metcalf wide open, Russell Wilson buying time. He didn't throw an interception and made the beautiful pass. This is when I knew we could trust Russell Wilson again. Perfect decision, and they go out and get a nice 7-0 lead. Now Kyler Murray trying to answer back their possession. They get second and seven, and he just goes down. I mean, the Seattle's defense was not letting Kyler Murray escape the pocket by time with his legs, and we're shutting him down. And look at this beautiful ball by Kyler Murray. We have to watch this one again, folks. The pinpoint accuracy that Kyler Murray plays with sometimes is astounding. Look at this ball right in the hands of, uh, who was that, Christian Kirk? Just right down to the two-yard line, right over the defender, right before the safety. That clean pocket, absolutely fantastic. And then they go and just punch it in on the on the next play with uh, Kenyon Drake for the touchdown. And they tie it up. So uh, uh, Cardinals coming back a little bit. Started the second quarter. Russell Wilson back on the field, third and five. They go to Chris Carson. No, that's DJ Dallas. For the first down. And now they are driving at midfield. They run the ball again. And look at that. Gash goes for 12 yards. This was the effectiveness of the run game. The run opened up the pass. The pass opened up the run. Um, you know, just kind of the quickness. Russell Wilson threw a couple of wide receiver screens, screens just to get the defense, you know, to press off. And that really helped the running game. And then look at this beautiful pass. Once again, Russell Wilson back of the end zone. Tyler Lockett wide open. Two feet inbounds. Absolutely. I mean, folks... This was, man, if you could just show somebody not a fan of, like, good quarterback player, just not a fan of football one game, just show them the Seahawks-Cardinals games because these touchdowns, these passes were that were actually went for completions were some of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen by dueling quarterbacks, folks. It was just truly great to watch. What a game. 
All right, here the Cardinals are trying to drive and get a score right before halftime. They're at midfield, third and one. Kyler Murray keeps it, and look at that. Seattle's defense holds them. They get the ball back with only a couple seconds left. Now Seattle's driving this last kind of ending sequence right before the half where Seattle is going to get the pass interference coming up. I don't like it. Oh, they don't even show the pass interference. Wow, look at these cowards not even showing the pass interference on the highlights. But we've got the play here. I can queue up the play. We've got Game Pass, folks. If it's not in the highlights, I can go search for any play. I, I can search for any play I want. And that's exactly what we're going to do because I do want to talk about this pass interference play. It was it really set up the the go ahead field goal to um to go into halftime. Let's see. This does not seem to be loading. Interesting. Let's see if we can get a. Ah, it's, I'm not signed in. They signed me out. Look at these fools signing me out. You know who now do you not know who I am? Come on. We're takes by fans. We're trying to do a show here. Alright, here we go. Alright, we can queue up the plays now. We'll just quickly look at it. Because I wasn't a big fan of it. I don't like pass interference calls or big game changing flags at the end of games or at the end of halves. It's kind of lame. So here it is, 20 seconds left, Seattle's on their own 45-yard line, Russell Wilson is going to go deep to DK Metcalf in this ball, this launch, we're going to count the yards on this row because it's truly fantastic, but Patrick Peterson, he gets beat a little bit, and they're going to call him for like grabbing the jersey of G DK Metcalf just a little bit, but he played excellent defense on the ball, he actually hit the ball away, I thought it was good coverage, yes he tugged on the jersey a little bit, but this is kind of like a Hail Mary attempt. This is great coverage. It's right here. This is where they're going to call it. Just that slight grab of the jersey. That's why they call pass interference right before the end of half. Right here. This is it. This is it. The, sh the, the shot. The little tug of the jersey. I don't even like it. And then he comes over and plays the ball fantastically, perfectly. I hate this call, folks. I truly do. And I had money on the Seahawks last night. And I still don't appreciate the call. And this was the call that set up the over 13 and a half. So... Thank you, but I don't like it. Man, that's it right there. Just that shot. I hate it. So awful call in my opinion. Sets the Seahawks up for a field goal right before halftime. And they go take the lead 16-7. to We hit the over 13.5. Thank you, as I said. But, you know, I would have liked a fairer game. Um, all right. So now coming out of halftime, Cardinals went on a nice drive. Four, I think like a five-minute five, five drive here to cap off with a touchdown to make it a one-score game. Nice throw there to pick up the first down. Now inside the five, ready to score. Let's watch uh, the Cardinals punch in this touchdown. How do they do it? Kyler Murray, back of the end zone. One-on-one -on -one coverage. Yes, sir. High point the ball. Very well done. Decent throw. Obviously could have been better, but hey, you know, it goes down as a touchdown, goes down as a catch. We give the man some credit. So they make it a 16-14 game, but then Seattle's like, hang on, anything you can do, we can do better. Y'all went on a five-minute drive, we're going to go on a five-minute drive for a touchdown as well to cancel out what you just did and get all that momentum back. Look at that, and it was just kind of the read option run game down there. Russell Wilson, man, doing it every single way. Carlos Hyde goes into the end zone for the touchdown on the rush, and you love to see it. So now the Seahawks are up 23-14. to Kyler Murray trying to come back, try to score another touchdown here. Nice throw to DeAndre Hopkins. Gets inside Seattle's territory. Now they're in the red zone. First and 10, 15 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Start of the fourth quarter right here on Seattle's 15-yard line. They run it up the middle. That was Kenyon Drake's big run there for 11 yards. He only had 20 of them. And then Russ, or Ke 
uh, Kyler Murray wide open back of the end zone, just lofts it there to um, uh, Edmonds, their other running back, and he goes in for a touchdown, and they were going back and forth in the second half, and this was fun to watch as well. So once again, the Cardinals cut it back to a two-point game. But Russell Wilson says, once again, anything y'all can do, we can do better. And once again, the rush game, absolutely fantastic. The drive does stall. And now the Seahawks are on the two-yard line. And Kyler Murray is facing second and 22. But... There's a flag in the end zone. There's a flag in the end zone, and you know what you know what that means when there's holding in the end zone. That's a safety, folks. So a little bit of a misplay. It does look like the holding may have occurred at like maybe the one yard line, not actually in the end zone, but that's what they call it. They get the safety, and then Russell Wilson just goes on this long drive to really ice the game. Almost a fumble here, but uh, it's a clear recovery by Seattle. So they keep the ball. Then they're going to go and kick a field goal to put them up seven. Third and 18 here. Russell Wilson escapes the pressure. Tries to go down but throws it away. And now we are getting the uh, the 41-yard field goal to go up seven points. There it is. And now we're going to get some beautiful balls by Kyler Murray here. Some great throws unfortunately are not going to be caught some of these but just uh just the accuracy the placement of these balls only the receivers had a chance at it we'll see if they show them these highlights but here we go Kyler Murray down seven points and they don't even show they don't even show that drive they just show the final sack here so Kyler Murray trying to drive there unfortunately goes down with the sack that ends the game but I do want to quickly look at two passes here on the Cardinals final drive because they are truly truly just beautiful balls folks We'll try to queue it up. What do we got here? I need these incomplete passes. They were both, unfortunately, incomplete. But if you just look at just the pure ball of these, they're fantastic. That's not one of them. Here we go. Let's see what this is. That's just a quick screen to Larry Fitzgerald. We can go forward on this. Nice run there. Puts them inside the 30 on their game-winning drive potential. All right, here it is. A minute left. Kyler Murray wants to go deep. Escapes the pressure. Buys all the time. That's actually not it either. Where am I talking about here? Is it here? Is it second and 10? Let's see this one. It may be this one. I think it is this one. I knew it came on the final drive. Here it is, right over the middle, and that's a great pass. Tom Brady loves this pass, the seam route down the middle. Got it right over the defender, maybe overthrew it just a tad, but Larry Fitzgerald should have went up and actually tried to you know, aggressively catch this one. But that's a beautiful ball. Larry Fitzgerald just has to go up and get it. What a throw. What a throw. That's a tight throw. And, uh, you know, the receiver had a chance, but didn't make didn't make the best effort at it. So that was the one pass I'm talking about with Kyler Murray. And he has another one, and I think it comes right here, right after it. He's going to go for the end zone here. He wants the touchdown pass. They call a timeout first. Now coming back. Seattle calls a timeout. And now we get a Kyler Murray pass here. This is it. This is it right here. This was even better than the last pass that I was talking about. That was very, very good. Just look at this ball. It's going to be to the corner of the end zone. 
And man, oh man, just a receiver. It's a tough catch to make because it is nice coverage, but where the ball falls in the coverage is absolutely fantastic. This accuracy, we're going to get a great look here in the replay. Slow it down. Look at it. He just has to go up and get it, but it's good defense just to run into the defender. But this is just great accuracy, and that's what we get with Kyler Murray, man. Look at that accuracy. He was trying to ball out, man. He kind of deserved to go down and score that game-tying touchdown, honestly, because of those two passes. Unfortunately, they just get broken up, um, but it's just well thrown. It's just very well thrown. Alrighty, that was Thursday Night Football. Very good game. Great entertaining game. Close game. Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray battling. Second half, they were just going toe for toe. Score for score. Um, your turn, my turn. You're good. I'm good. We're both good. Comes right down to the wire. Unfortunately, the Seattle's defense was a little bit better than the Cardinals' offense on that last drive. Alrighty, so let's get into our official picks for this week. Let's refresh the DraftKings website, get the actual updated lines as of Friday the 20th at 1224 p.m. These are the official lines, and that's what we're going to base our lines on because we're going to lock them in now. So we like to do six picks. We have two categories, three picks in each category. Our first category is locks. 100% uh, guaranteed these will all hit. We hit three of three of three of our locks last week. So go ahead, bet both of your cars in the driveway. If you have more than two, go bet the third or fourth. Um, bet your college tuition. Bet your life savings because you're going to win. There's no risk in these bets, folks. And then we have our 99% guarantee section. Maybe only bet one car in the driveway. You know, you know, one of your TVs. Go pawn a TV right now and run to the sports book and put you know that money on that. Um, we're feeling very, very confident on these, but there is maybe the 1% chance something could go wrong that ruins the bet, and we'll tell you that what that is as well. Um, so here we go. We'll start with the locks. And our first pick in our lock section is going to be Packers. Plus two. I mean, folks, don't get... I mean, the, yes, the Colts won last week on Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Games are always wonky. They don't always, you know, show what a full team is capable of. Maybe inflates teams a little bit more. But we cannot trust Phillip Rivers, folks. We've seen it time and time again. Yes, he'll have a good game, and then he'll come out and just be lazy and not care and, you know, throw the game away. We've seen it time and time again. Aaron Rodgers last week, I think, may be his best win. And they only won by four points, being a 13-point favorite. Do not get bogged down by that score, folks. I'm telling you, winning, overcoming adversity is huge. That's better than blowing out a team. And the Packers have not won facing any adversity so far this season. So the fact that they just got that nice momentum winning game, you know, they were making a ton of mistakes against the Jags, and they had to always keep overcoming it. So absolutely love it. Um, you know, once again, you know, Jake Luton wasn't anything special for the Jags last week. It was just the Packers shooting themselves in the in the foot. The muff punts, the fumbles, the interceptions, and they still overcame all of that in the fourth quarter. So I loved it from the Packers, and I expect Aaron Rodgers to kind of keep that momentum up uh, coming into this week against the Colts. It's a dome. It, he's going to be, you know, there's no elements that can get in his way, and he's going to he has the ability to play, you know, cool, calm, collected Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, the Colts defense, they let Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and that offense run wild over them. They're, remember, on Thursday night last week, the special teams lost a game for the Titans. The Colts didn't go out and just go and beat the Titans. It was just the special teams for the Titans. The muff punt just really set it, everything up. So, 
We cannot trust too much into Philip Rivers. Um, t I mean, if you're giving me the choice of Philip Rivers or Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers every single time. There's no, there's no instance, there's no instance that I would ever take Philip Rivers over Aaron Rodgers. We're getting later in the season. Teams know that they need to get that number one seed if they want to have, you know, a buy and home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Um, so the Packers here, they, they just saw Seattle get that win and prove to six wins. No, seven wins. They're seven wins. So, you know, the Packers trying to get that as well. And we get two points. And we get two points. So, you know, maybe last second kick puts the Colts up by one. We got the plus two. Aaron Rodgers with points. You always take that. And we're taking it here tonight. Aaron Rodgers never bet against that man. And he just had a good game last week. Even though it was closer than maybe um, Vegas thought it would be. Or expected it to be. All right, so Packers plus two. Our second pick in our lock section, I mean, y'all heard it yesterday, Cowboys plus seven. Folks, everything is lining up. Cowboys off the bye. Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, should be coaching for his job. He's been absolutely awful. Um, Andy Dalton is back. Andy Dalton has been an absolute warrior, folks. Um you know, got kicked out of Cincinnati, had to be a backup for the Cowboys, got his chance to go in, got a concussion, came back from concussion, got COVID, and now he's finally clearing all that and is ready to rock again for the Cowboys. This man, he's been through it, folks, and this man is going to go out and throw the ball, I think, very well. We all know the Cowboys have great weapons. If Zeke's not fumbling, that's going to be great as well. Um, so the Cowboys, and we're getting seven points, folks. A touchdown, a full touchdown? This Vikings team is not that good in my opinion. I don't even like their defense. Yes, they held Nick Foles uh, 17 points. I, I forgot what they put up last week because it, it's just so forget-worthy. Um, but congrats, Nick Foles couldn't score on you. Is that supposed to impress me? Nick Foles can't score on anybody. So the fact that Nick Foles can't score on this Vikings defense is not a huge green flag. The Vikings, I don't even think, put up 20 points last week. So they got shut down. Um, Cowboys coming off of a bye is absolutely fantastic. The Vikings are going run, run, run heavy um, ever since coming out of the bye. And it's actually been working for the Vikings, obviously. Um, they've won all their games. And Kirk Cousins um, doesn't have to do it all. But we saw Kirk Cousins throw the ball 30 times last week on Thursday night. And he had the pick. That's what happens when you throw the ball 30 times. Kirk Cousins is going to throw a pick. So if the the Cowboys defense has also been kind of you know tightening itself up a little bit, the two weeks before the bye, they held their opponents to 25 or less points. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, the fact that they were giving up 30 to the Giants and 30-plus to the Falcons and uh, just so much of that. So the, Cow the Cowboys defense has been tightening up. They got that extra week on the bye. They're going to come out sharp. Andy Dalton is finally clear. We don't have to worry about Ben DiNucci or that other guy that the Cowboys were working with. Um, so I absolutely love it. As I said, they may not win, but I'm playing the, the the number here. I'm getting seven. I'm getting a full touchdown. Are these people out of their minds? I don't even know. So I love it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it. We're gonna we're gonna beat Vegas here with the plus seven. I absolutely love it. Alrighty, and then our last pick. We're going to go Browns minus three, folks. Yes, even without Miles Garrett, I don't think it matters. What did the Eagles do last week against the Giants? Absolutely nothing. This Browns defense is better than the Giants defense. This Eagles team is on the road for a second straight week. Let me see if they're at home next week. Because if they're at home next week, they may be like, hang on. You know, we're, we may overlook this game even a little bit more than what I think they already are. Um, so here we go. Week 12, what do we got for the Eagles? Are they even on a bye? Because that would be even better. 
No, they play on Monday Night Football next week. Look at that. Monday Night Football at home for the Eagles against the Seahawks. So they are definitely going to be looking forward to that game. Um, at home, big game, big matchup. So they may overlook the Browns here. Uh, final road game of you know for the next couple weeks for the Eagles. Browns looking good last week. Yes, it was a monsoon. Yes, Baker Mayfield didn't throw for a lot, but it was a monsoon. Nobody was throwing in that game. And the run game for the Browns was so so effective Nick Chubb cream hunt lethal backfield duo for the Browns they can win through the air if they need to but they like to focus on the run so I love the I love the Browns here only giving up three at home again for a second straight week they're going to be comfortable Eagles on the road for a second straight week they're going to be uncomfortable and Carson Wentz is just not good folks yes he didn't throw any interceptions last week I don't think he may have turned it over um, but he, they just can't put up points and I cannot trust Carson Wentz folks that's all there is Baker Mayfield Kevin Stefanski is you know reining him in a little bit not letting you know not throwing the ball 30 plus times with Baker Mayfield because that ends in trouble slowing it down with the run game letting Baker Mayfield you know let the run open up the pass for Baker and that's what they've been doing and I absolutely love what Kevin Stefanski is doing with the Browns offense so Browns minus three is going to be our pick in our lock so our three locks are Packers plus two Cowboys plus seven and Browns minus three you put 500 on that and you're walking away with 3700 bucks folks wouldn't that be nice oh man oh man these are locks you can bet this you can bet this if you go pawn your car right now, sell your car, what can you get? What do you got? A 2015 uh, Kia Soul in your driveway? I think that retail, or you can probably, the Kelly Blue Book on that is probably 3500 3500 you sell that car and you're walking away with twenty-five, no, $26,000. Go buy yourself a new 2020, whatever. Um, so I absolutely love it. Packers plus two, Cowboys plus seven, Browns minus three. Those are locks, folks. Alrighty, let's go into our 99% guarantee section. Feeling very confident, but maybe one thing that could go wrong and mess it up. So we'll start here with the Raiders plus eight. I mean, folks, we're getting plus eight. I like that almost every single time. <laughs> I like that almost every single time. The Raiders, they won their first meeting in Arrowhead. Huge matchup. They outscored the Chiefs. They put up 40 points. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, a defensive battle where they won 17-14 very close. No, they went and outscored Patrick Mahomes, the high-flying offense of the Chiefs. So that's a green flag right there for the Raiders. They're at home. Another one, John Gruden, primetime television. You already know. And the running game for the Raiders has been very, very good. They've been winning multiple ways. Derek Carr didn't even throw the ball last week, and they still won and put up four touchdowns rushing the ball. That's pretty impressive. The defense picked off Drew Locke four times. I know that's not impressive because Drew Locke's not that good, but that's still momentum coming into this week. Damn, we just had four turnovers, baby. Let's do it some more against you know a better quarterback and MVP probably candidate in Patrick Mahomes. Now, the 1% is that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is coming off of a buy. Andy Reid off of buy has an amazing stat line. You can go look it up. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'll say he's 12 and 1 off the buy. Absolutely fantastic. So they can definitely get it done. Yes, the Chiefs offense is explosive. They can put up points. They've been putting up points. But this is a division game where the Raiders have already won. Maybe expect them to kind of slow down the game a little bit. I know John Gruden smart. How do you beat the Chiefs? You keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. How do you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field? You have to have long drives, keeping the clock running. How do you do that? You run the ball and pick up the third downs. What did they do last week? Ran the ball, picked up the first downs. Folks, they had the ability to keep 
to win this game. They have the ability to keep this game close. Primetime game, I don't expect it being a blowout. We just got Cardinal Seahawks. That wasn't a blowout. That was a close game. That's primetime TV, and the Seahawks still won by seven. And if we get eight here, we're good to go. So, I think in the worst case scenario, the Raiders lose by seven. We get the eight there. It's absolutely fantastic, and we win it. Derek Carr's no scrub. John Gruden knows how to coach. This Raiders defense is pretty good as well. Um, so I get eight here. Going to lock it in. Love it, love it, love it. Alrighty, our second pick in our lock section is going to be... Where is it? Dolphins minus three and a half. Now, obviously, the Dolphins have been on an absolute tear. Their defense has been fantastic, and the Broncos have been absolute garbage. Drew Locke turning the ball over multiple times, not getting going until the fourth quarter. Um, Tua's looking very good, you know, going on drives, scoring touchdowns, not settling for field goals. That's what we love to see. Not turning the ball over. Love to see that as well. But the Dolphins have to go on the road to Mile High in Denver. That is the 1%. Are they going to be able to handle the altitude and the Broncos defense plays better at home? So, and another knock on the Dolphins or on the Dolphins is that we haven't seen Tua play in a game where the defense or special teams hasn't created a great scenario in the first quarter. We've seen the defense, you know, pick sixes, picks, fumbles, um, you know, setting the Dolphins, you know, in great field position. I'm talking the red zone. I'm talking about the one yard line. And then it's just easy to punch it in. And the Dolphins always start out 7-0, 10-0, 14-0, 14-3, something like that. So we haven't really seen a close game where the defense or special teams doesn't create a turnover in the first quarter or first half of the game. And Tua just has to do it all, all himself. He has to score all of the points himself. We haven't seen that yet. So since we haven't seen that, we really can't judge it. Can he do that? I'm sure he can, but we haven't seen it. So a couple things here. Keep giving me keeping me you know away from putting the Dolphins as a lock but still very feeling very confident this Dolphins defense shouldn't have any problems against Drew Locke and I think you know Tua is going to be fine he's really overcome everything I mean he faced the Rams defense and did all right didn't turn the ball over so that's good um you know and he's faced better teams than the Broncos it's just the Broncos are at home a little bit of a different beast but I overall I don't think it's going to be that much different for the Dolphins cannot trust Drew Locke at all really cannot cannot trust this Broncos offense at all it's been absolutely trash like not even go getting going until the fourth quarter that's not impressive to me um, and by that time the Dolphins defense is going to be you know shutting the game out the Dolphins offense is going to be up 21 probably nothing if the Broncos cannot score until the fourth quarter so Dolphins minus three and a half I do endorse the pick I do like the pick and then our last pick rounding out our 99% guarantee se section is going to be Falcons plus wow and it's come down already oh no we're only getting three and a half not four unfortunate damn all right so we saw yesterday the Falcons were plus four um today they were also plus four this is just in the in the last 38 minutes that this uh Falcons went from plus four to plus three and a half we still like it maybe buy it up buy the extra point who cares we'll go into that now actually let's yeah let's see uh let's see how much of a different value Falcons plus three and a half to Falcons plus four is it's not going to be that much different. You get um, Falcons plus three. You can't. Yeah. Falcons plus three and a half is minus 114. Falcons plus four is minus 122. So you're not losing too much value by that extra half point. Not not nothing too terrible there. So we're still going to endorse Falcons plus four. Um, all right. 
So this is 99% guaranteed just because um, Taysom Hill is starting quarterback for the Saints. Is that going to make a big difference? We haven't really seen him take an entire game to himself. So a little bit of a wild card there. But we get Atlanta's offense off of a bye, folks. We've been saying this. Matt Ryan was the leading passer up until week 10. Todd Gurley was the fifth leading rusher in the NFL up until week 10. This is a good offense. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, they can move the ball. They can put up points. They are coming off of a bye. Uh, yes, they fired Dan Quinn, their head coach but their interim head coach is doing an absolutely fantastic job with this team, with this offense. So I love the Falcons here. Division game, going to be close. Saints, no Drew Brees. Um, you know, going from Drew Brees to Taysom Hill, it's going to be a little bit of a step back, I think. I, I would imagine, you know, you've got the leadership that kind of, you know, Drew Brees kind of, you know, just ensues and, you know, Everybody buys in when he's on the field because he's a true leader. How is Taysom Hill going to kind of command the huddle? Yes, I'm sure the team likes him. He's been there for a while. He's kind of the gadget player. Everybody likes that guy. So I think people will buy into Taysom Hill, but... We haven't really seen him be a true quarterback. He's been a gadget guy for the Saints. I mean, he's that for a reason. So we'll see how he's able to throw the ball. No Jameis Winston. I was expecting Jameis Winston to play for the Saints, so I was kind of counting in at least one turnover with Taysom Hill. I don't know what we're going to get, but I don't know if he can move the ball down the field like Jameis Winston can. The man was slinging the ball. Jameis Winston can sling the ball. I don't know if we get that with Taysom Hill. Um, so expect maybe a lot of read option with Taysom Hill, a lot of dink and dunk to Alvin Kamara, a lot of misdirection, uh, maybe kind of a, a Baltimore Ravens kind of ask offense that the Saints are going to try and run this week. But I get Atlanta plus four off the bye. Absolutely love it. Division game. I think they're going to be well rested. The, the Atlanta's offense, I'm not worried about that. So I'm getting that great offense plus four points against the Saints offense with Taysom Hill, a new quarterback who hasn't proven himself yet. I'll take it. Falcons plus four. The obviously the one percent is Taysom Hill is amazing and throws five touchdowns and no picks, and the the Saints put up forty points. I then then at that point the the Falcons plus four probably breaks down a little bit. All right, so that's our. 99% guarantee, Raiders plus 8, Dolphins minus 3.5, and, and Falcons plus 4. The odds are plus 564. You put 500 on that, you're looking at 3300 bucks. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Three grand in your pocket, three stacks. Just imagine what you can do that. Black Friday's coming up. You can buy every PS5, or you can buy one PS5 off you know, the second-hand market. It's up to you. So bet the, bet the 500, buy one PS5, and you're all good. You're all good. All right, so just to recap, our locks are Packers plus two, Cowboys plus seven, and Browns minus three. Our 99% guarantees are Raiders plus eight, Dolphins minus three and a half, and Falcons plus four. Now, there are a lot of other games that I do kind of like. Um, these aren't going to be official picks, but these will be small endorsements by us. If you feel heavy on these games and you, you see my endorsement, hey, go ahead. Bet that by all means, absolutely. I should only be used as kind of a confirmation. Oh, I, you know, you should be thinking to yourself, yeah, I do like Packers plus two. And then you hear me saying, they're like, oh, now I love Packers plus two. That's all I'm trying to be here for, folks. So here we go. I do like Titans plus five. I do think that's a very, very solid bet. 
Titans, extra time to prepare. This Ravens offense is not that explosive, folks, and this Titans defense has been getting better. Um, the special teams really killed them last week. Ryan Tannehill knows how to move the ball. Derrick Henry knows how to move the ball. This Titans team is a, is a very tight unit. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. The play calling for the Titans plays to the strengths of Ryan Tannehill rolling out and Derrick Henry power up the middle. So I expect maybe a lower scoring game. Titans, they have the ability to just kind of run the ball 30 plus times. The Ravens, it's a lot of read options, a lot of, you know, 10 yards in play. So longer drives for them. So expect maybe a lower scoring game, close game. I'm getting five. I love it. Titans plus five. I think it's a very, very solid bet. I was this close to putting it into 99% guarantees. I just like a little, I, th I think I like other things a little bit better than that, but I'm still big on Titans plus five. Um, absolutely, you stay away from Bengals in Washington. Uh, it's just two trash teams going at it. The spread is Washington minus one. You get no good value anywhere. And uh, <clears throat> Bengals, they put up the stats, but they don't put up the wins. So that's never good. Um, all right, what else do I like? What else do I like here? Um, I like the Jets plus nine and a half, folks, against the Chargers. Chargers are always in close games, have trouble closing out games. The Jets, they have a new play caller for the past two, three weeks, and they've been scoring more points since then. So that's a good positive sign trending in the right direction. No team, teams barely go 0-16. This, I mean, these are grown men, as I said. They're going to be competitive. Nobody expects to get blown out in a game, and we get nine and a half for the Jets. Yes, it's going to be Joe Flacco playing. Yes, he's probably not going to be great, but this Chargers team isn't anything great in itself anyway, and they blow leads. They blow close games, and that's perfect for the Jets. This is probably the Jets' best chance of getting a win here, and we're getting 9.5 points. I mean, I would, I would never bet money, my real money, for on... Adam Gase at all. I don't care how many points you give me. So we're definitely, I I don't like, I don't want to endorse this. I will endorse it a little bit because I do like the nine and a half. Do, I mean, yes, it's fun to clown the Jets and say they're absolute garbage. It's fun to say that. Absolutely. But these are grown men. These are NFL teams. They're going to come out here and be competitive. It's the Chargers. It's nothing big. Yes, Justin Herbert's good, but the offense lacks, and they get, they're get always in close games, and we're getting nine and a half. I expect the Jets to keep it a little close. We're, we do like the nine and a half. I do, I do like it a little bit, but I, I would never put my real money trusting Adam Gase. I mean, that's just, my, that's just me. That's just me. Um, I don't care if you give me 100 points. I would not put any money on Adam Gase. I wouldn't. Um, all right. What else do I like here? Is that it? Yeah. All right. So those are the other teams that two other games that I really do like. I stay away from Lions Panthers because we don't know Teddy Bridgewater's status. No Christian McCaffrey. Lions are good on the road and they're minus two and a half. Um, I maybe stay away from this one. Maybe I do like. Detroit minus two and a half a little bit better if Teddy Bridgewater isn't playing, but maybe bet this one a little bit closer to kickoff to really see if he's playing or not. Patriots Texans just going to be a little too hard to call. The Texans offense really should be coming out in f with a lot of firepower because they couldn't do it last week and they're at home in a dome, but it's Bill Belichick's defense. I, I don't want to bet against that. Um, yeah, in Steelers, Jags, Steelers minus 10 and a half. I guess I do like that. I love the Steelers defense and Jake Luton hasn't proven anything. I mean, yeah, they scored 20 points last week against the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, but the Green Bay Packers shot themselves in the foot multiple times in that game and the Steelers don't do that. Big Ben barely turns the ball over and he's really kind of finding his arm again, which is a great thing, throwing it down the field. So I will endorse Steelers minus 10 and a half as well. Um, it's just, I don't like swallowing 10 and a half points.
Um, all right, so that is going to do it for us today. That is it. That's our picks show. Um, we'll put them on the website. So, you know, come Saturday, you're like, hang on, what did he choose again? Go to takesbyfans.com. We have our money or our daily pick section. You can just go there and see what we do every week. We keep a nice track record. If you see an X, that means we got the picks wrong. If you see a check, that means we've got the pick right. If you see a check and an X, that means we've made multiple picks. Some hit, some uh, some loss. So that's how you decode the picks sections on our website. Uh, those will be posted up today. I'm going to do that right after we are done here. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. However, you're deciding to watch takes by fans. I appreciate it. Follow me at takes by fans, literally anywhere folks. I mean, y'all know how to use social media. Can we, can we stop, you know, pretending like we don't know how to use technology? It's takes by fans everywhere. Folks watch, listen, interact, however you want. It's going to be at takes by fans. Alrighty, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back uh, tomorrow and Sunday as well. So tomorrow we may look at uh, little Taysom Hill, see if he's got the real deal, see if he's got the stuff. So we'll be back here at noon Eastern. Hope you will too. And uh, we are out.